Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. Praise the Lord. Um, it's, it's so uh, amazing. I'm not going to say funny. I'm going to say amazing how God works. Um, because everything that's happened today uh, has happened for a purpose and for a reason. Um, and it all is just, it's like stair steps. The Lord has uh, had an order to, from the time that he, um, from the time that he took over our worship practice and our worship service this morning till the time that pastor preached about um, this morning about our feelings and our emotions and how uh, all that's been hijacked by the enemy and um, all of these feelings and emotions are not feelings and emotions that God um, is surprised by. I mean, where did we get them? Uh, We were created in his image, right? So um, I say that to say this. Tonight, what I want to talk about is our thought processes. It's our mindsets. Uh, it's a, and, the, and there's one particular mindset that when Pastor was preaching a couple of weeks ago when he was talking about the, the mountain of God, um, the Lord just began to download in me. We talk so much about the mindset of entitlement. Um, and it's not talked about very well. It's not talked about in a good way. Everybody wants to talk about how people have this entitlement mindset, uh, how um, an entitlement is actually the fact of having a right to something. That's what entitlement means. And as a citizen of the United States, there are things that we're entitled to. I have the right to bear arms. That's part of the Bill of Rights, right? Um, I have the right to free speech. We have the right to free religion. Um, I have a right to um, retirement. Working for the state of Louisiana, it's a right that I have. I've paid in. I'm entitled to that, okay? You pay Social Security when you get 62, 65. You have the right to that Social Security, all right? So, and when you are applying for public assistance, I pay taxes. I have a right to the public assistance that I'm applying for. And so this is the way that everybody wants to look at. Now, of course, the main way that people look at the mindset of entitlement is when it comes to public assistance, because that's the the least liked, okay? But what I'm here to declare to you tonight is that God's not surprised that we have a mindset of entitlement. You're just using it the wrong way. He meant for you to have a mindset of entitlement. But what he meant for you to do is take that mindset of entitlement and say, not say, look, I'm owed that Social Security. See, the thing about the mindset of entitlement is I'm going to go out and I'm going to make sure I know everything I need to know about what I'm eligible for or what is owed to me or what I've paid for or what my tax money is paying for. I'm going to make sure that I've got all the information that I need so that whenever I get ready to go get these benefits or partake of Social Security or Medicaid or Medicare, I'm going to make sure that I got all my information together because I know what I'm talking about. But as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, do you know everything you're entitled to? Do you understand everything that you have a right to in the kingdom of God? Will you fight for what you're entitled to in the kingdom of God the way you fight for what you're entitled to on this earth? And I don't think we do. 
And when the Lord showed that to me, being someone that has worked in public assistance for 28 years, um, I loved what I did. I helped people for a living. But understanding that mindset and seeing how that mindset has grown into something that Satan has twisted, just like he took our emotions and just like he took our, our feelings and he twisted them and caused this, the, the hatred, the feeling or the emotion of hatred to be twisted into something that God never intended it to be. He's taken that mindset of entitlement and he's twisted it because he doesn't want you to care so much about what you're entitled to through the kingdom of God. He doesn't want you to understand what your rights are in the kingdom of God. Why do you think he fights us? And we know this. He fights us so much in the word. Um, and it's because he doesn't want us to understand. But today, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the mindset of entitlement. And so many times... We hear people talk about it as a bad thing, but I'm here to tell you that every thought process that you have, and not just this one, but this is the specific one that I'm talking about today, but every mindset that you have, God's not surprised by it. Every thought process that you have, where do you think you got it? Now let's figure out how we can use these thought processes and these mindsets in the kingdom of God as opposed to in the natural, okay? God, had cre God created us in his image. He's not uh, surprised by what our feelings are, by what our emotions are, by any of that. Um, and we've already talked about what our rights are as, um, as citizens of the United States, right? Um, we have soldiers, soldiers that go out and fight for that. They fight for our rights as Americans and citizens of the United States. But we don't have anybody that fights. The church really is not fighting for our rights that we have as a church. Do you even know what your rights are as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven? And I'm just going to go over a few of them with you. And these are just some of the things that God has just really poured out in me that we've got to start fighting for. That same passion that you have to fight for or against the things, fight against abortion, fight for life, fight for your benefits, fight for your retirement, fight for your paycheck. How would you feel if you worked all week, got to the end of the week, and then they didn't want to pay you? You would be fighting mad. Well, let me tell you something. I'd be even more mad if my son gave his life for me to get that paycheck, and then I, they didn't want to give it to me. No, I don't think so. You're not going to allow my son to give his life for something. But let me tell you, you've allowed your God to give his life for the things that we have a right to right here, and you're not fighting for it. So we'll fight for the things in the natural, and we won't fight for the things of God. You have the right to be free. You, do, you should never have to live in bondage anymore. You have the right to be healed. That's my right. Jesus paid for that right for me. You have the right to prosper. You have the right to never fear again. I don't have to fear. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. I don't have to fear. You have the right to have peace. The Lord will bless his people with peace. That's Psalms 29, 11. You have the right to use the name of Jesus as this is his command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. That's 1 John 3, 23. You have the right to always triumph. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. That's 2 Corinthians 2, 14. You have the right to resist Satan. 
and he has to flee. We have that right based on what God has done for us, what Jesus Christ did for us when he died on the cross. That's the right that I have. And there's a few more. He gives strength to the weary, increases the power of the weak. There are so many promises in the word of God. There are over, Pastor, there's over 3,000 in some places, they say there are over 7,000 promises in the Bible. I'm just going to go over a few of them with you. No weapon formed against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. These are just some of the promises. Guys, these are just a few of the promises that God has given. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will, doesn't say I might, it says I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin. The Lord himself goes before you and he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. So if the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. These are just promises. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believing that you receive it and you have it. These are all the things that we should be fighting for, but we're not doing it. And my God will meet all my needs according to the riches of his glory, not mine. He didn't say according to my riches because I would be lacking, wouldn't I? If he was according to your riches, we would be lacking. But he said according to uh, the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. I have the faith of knowing. I have the knowing that when I cry out, he's going to hear me. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to get on a phone. All I have to do is go to that place, that place where I can meet with my God. It can be in your closet. It can be in this church. But that's a promise that I have. Um, and call on me in the day of trouble. I'll deliver you and you will honor me. You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call on you. And this is one that I love. Everybody loves this one. Start children off on the way that they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. That's a promise. That's a promise that every parent in here, if your children are not walking in God, if you raise them in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, they're going to come back. That's a promise that you have. Your child may be 10. He may be fighting you. He may not want to come to church. He may be 15. He may be fighting you. He may not want to. It doesn't matter. God said, boy, God said, girl, that if I take you to church and raise you, then when you're old, you may walk away, but you're coming back. That's a promise that I have. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, and he shall direct your paths. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Guys, we have to understand. We got to do our homework. We got to know who we are. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek and you're going to find. If you start seeking after the Lord, you're not going to come back empty-handed. Nobody will ever search for him and walk back and say, well, I couldn't find him. As long as you're seeking, he's going to be there. 
praise the Lord, these are promises. I don't have, um, I don't have a, a, a 30 minute. I don't have a 45 minute. All I have is what God's given me. When I prayed today, I said, Lord, don't let me be me. Because all I can do is try to share with you what God showed me. All I can do is try to share what he convicted me of. When I would sit and I would look and I'd say, well, they're not really, they're just wanting to live off this or they're just wanting to live off that. But they have more passion for what they believe than I have for what I believe. So I had to ask God first, number one, and and first and foremost to forgive me for not fighting for the things that I know for not fighting for the things in my house, for not fighting for the the things in my body, for not fighting for the things, for the walk that I should have. I should be at the point to where I could walk past somebody and them be saved just by the glory of God that's coming off of me. That's where we should be living. In the book of Hebrews, it says, because it remains that some must enter. Is that Ephesians or Hebrews? That's Ephesians. Is it Hebrews? Um, 12. I think four, yeah. Uh, said it because it remains that some must enter. There will be a people that will walk in the glory and the manifestation of God. That's the people that Jesus Christ is coming back for. And what's happening right now in our body is God's beginning to change us. He's transforming us. We asked him to. We asked him to illuminate the things in my life that I needed to get rid of. I did. I know we all did. We all asked him, Lord, we want to go higher. We want to go higher, okay? All right? But it's going to hurt because you're going to have to get rid of some of you. You got to get rid of some more of you. Now, here I am thinking, oh, my gosh, I've gotten rid of all me, but guess what? There's still a bunch of me there because when I walk into the bank or when I walk into the post office or when I walk into my job, people are still seeing Rosetta. And when I walk out, they shouldn't even know that my name. The only thing they should know is Jesus just walked in and walked out. When I look into a mirror, the Lord gave me a song several years ago, and it says, when I look into the looking glass and I'm looking for his face, all I see is mine. I'm not seeing what I want to see when I look into the mirror. The reflection that I'm wanting to see is the reflection of Jesus, but that's not the reflection that I'm getting. And so as God begins to clean us up and he begins to to, um, help us understand our feelings and our emotions and that they're not all bad, he gave us every one of them for a reason. But are we using them the way we're supposed to be using them? There are spirits of religiosity, mindsets, religious mindsets. There are, there are several different mindsets. But um, let me tell you, religious mindset's not necessarily a bad thing. If you will think about when you had a religious mindset, you would have fought tooth and nail over some things that didn't make a hill of beans. You would have. I can remember, um, and I was raised Southern Baptist, and this one particular thing, and I'm not knocking any beliefs, but I'm just going to share with you, I would fight you tooth and nail over once saved, always saved. I mean, it was in my core until God showed me, sitting on a stool playing video poker, if you die right now, you're going to hell. So that salvation thing that you knew took place a long time ago, it's all said and done. And I began to read in the book of Hebrew, and I'm like, oh, my Lord, How did I not see this all this time? But there was a time and there was a place for God to reveal that truth to me. But I was fighting over something that didn't matter. 
I was fighting over something that didn't matter and not fighting for the things that matter. And we're still doing that, church. We're getting a few things right, but let's get it all right. Let's let God change our thought processes. Let's renew our mind with the reading of the Word. Let's learn what God's ways are, not our ways. Uh, you talked a lot this morning about Peter, and I want to share a scripture. In Matthew 16 and 23, Jesus turned to Peter, and this is where um, Jesus prophesies his death and his resurrection. And Jesus turned to Peter and said, get out of my way. This is verse 23. Get out of my way, you Satan. You're an offense to me because your thoughts are only filled with man's viewpoints and not with the ways of God. That's what, if we want to know what Jesus thinks about our views and our mindsets and our thoughts, this is what he thinks about them. It's an offense to him that we would think that way. Let's turn to Philippians 2 and 5. In 2 and 5, he says, And consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. Let his mindset become your motivation. Let my mindset be nothing but his mindset. Now, I'm reading out of the, um, out of the Passion Translation. Let's look at Philippians um, 4 and verse 8. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. That's the things that we're supposed to be thinking on. That's how God intends for us to think. Let's look at Colossians 3 and 2. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. And this is the last scripture that I have. For here is the covenant that I will one day establish with the people of Israel. I will embed my laws within their thoughts and fasten them onto their hearts, and I will be their loyal God. And they will be, this is in uh, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 10. I will be their loyal God, and they will be my loyal people. And that's what God's looking for in us. He's looking for a loyal people. He's looking for a people that are willing to fight, just as he fought. The anger that Jesus showed when he went into the temple and he started turning over tables, it wasn't manifested based on himself. It was manifested from a love for the Father and a love for the ways of the Father. So whenever I say that the, the mindset of entitlement is something that we should have and we should fight for, I'm saying that through a spirit of Jesus Christ, through the thought processes of Jesus. These are the things that I have to be ready to fight for. These are the things that the mindset of entitlement was created for. 
He wants you to know what you're entitled to, and he expects you to fight for it. He, he expects you to protect it and hold on to it and not turn loose of it. But we don't even understand who we are, and we don't even understand what our rights are. So that's what I have, Pastor. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.